from the wicked awesome DRS ATL studio right here in Roswell, Georgia, playing what I want to play and saying what I want to say. That's kind of dangerous. And uh, on St. Patty's Day, it wouldn't be a ride the vibe without the support and the generosity of my friend and owner of the studio, executive producer of the show and all things uh, music, Waheed Gomes. So a big shout out to Waheed. And I am just, uh, the luck of the Irish to get the elusive Lucille Pillar in the studio. Lucy Pillar is allrightnow.com's website mastermind and a well-known free fan whose dedication has led her to giving the former band members all the support they need over, and we won't say the number of years because that would date us, <laughs> but it's been a couple decades. Lucy, the elusive one, so fantastic to have you on Ride the Vibe. Well, thank you, Michael. That was quite a opener. <laughs> Don't know who you're talking about there, but you're but too thank modest. You. I'm very, very flattered. Oh my gosh, such a treat! And we've been uh, talking about this for a long time, and a number mm-hmm. of uh, your big fans, like I think uh, Troy Redfern, uh, Tim Donahue, have said you need to get Lucy on the show. Mm. Yeah. And you well, finally I came thought, to it. Well, if it's now or never, huh? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And for your fans yes. that are legion and uh, growing uh, exponentially, mm-hmm. the way we, and that may not be familiar with Ride the Vibe, the way we roll the vibe is we like to encourage listeners to sit back in a comfortable environment. We're getting close to raft time here in ATL. Not quite yet, but uh, even if it's on a float on the raft, get a beverage of their choice. Sit back and listen to this podcast because what we are going to do are play six songs that you've chosen that are significant to you for a myriad of different reasons, not playing them in their entirety because uh, we want people to go out and buy the music and support the artists that you're, uh, you know, you're going to talk about and uh, get a beverage of their choice. In the studio, we are so stoked to have Cathead Distilleries, Whiskey and Vodka. So what the heck is a cathead, you might uh, ask? Well, cathead is a compliment in Mississippi, first coined back in the day by blues musicians as a nod to the artists they respect. I didn't know that. And Mississippi artists and musicians went on to use cathead in many forms of folk art and as a way to pay the rent and share their uh, legacies. And Mississippi is a proud state where the blues music began, right? I think we could all agree with that a genre that has deeply influenced all forms of American music and music all over the world. Um, You know, in London, we'll talk Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. your upbringing, but certainly uh, Mm -hmm, it uh, had an influence on those musicians. And uh, Cathead Distilleries works hard to bring honor to those meaning, the meaning of Cathead through their philanthropic support of live music. This is the cool thing. And artisans alike. And this I didn't know either. Mississippi repealed prohibition in 1966. That's kind of crazy. They were the last state to do so. So uh, 40 years later, lifelong friends and blues fans formed Cathead Distilleries. And Cathead is uh, proud to be the first and oldest distillery in the state. And we love them on Ride Mm -hmm. the Vibe because their tagline on their bottle, support live music. Mm -hmm. So cheers to Cathead. Absolutely. Cheers. And uh, this came to us through Mike Martin, Mm -hmm. the great uh, guitarist out of uh, ATL currently. Fabulous. And mm-hmm. he, um, his sister is a, a, a rep for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Mike, right. a shout out to you and yeah, your sister thank and, you, Mike. and Cathead. So Lucy, um, got to start out with uh, Jim Stapley. And yes. talk about Jim, because I want to cue up a great song of his, Hurricane. Right. Well, um, I suppose I've known Jim maybe only about four years. Yeah. Um, he probably knew of me. Because of Paul Rogers and Bad Company. Right. 
Um, Which we're going to talk about. Right. And I just want to interject. We're going to work back kind of in your, I wouldn't say discology. Yes. But in your life, career, passion with music. Okay. So we're starting with Jim. Okay. It's kind of the most... I guess recent. recent. Yeah. Right, right. But then we're going to talk about free and bad company. And- right. Um, well, it just so happens Jim is a, a singer from London who did or still does perform with members of Bad Company. Yeah. Of the Bad Company that were for over the years. Yeah. He does go back often yeah. to perform. And he recently moved here with his wife. And I think they were uh, living in in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Yeah, it's a tough one for <laughs> it's a tough whiskey. one for an English girl. Whiskey? Yeah, um, <laughs> that good cat in Indiana, heavy story. Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but he's just recently moved to Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. And uh, as I say, I, I think we he, he got in touch with me maybe about four years ago, and I was doing a sing around. Uh, performance in in Canton, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, where four people take the stage, and and he was reading my review and 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 things, and he said to me, "I'd love to come," and I said, "Yeah, yeah but you're too far away." Yeah, and he said, "No, I'll I'll drive down." Yeah, I said, "Well, you know, there's not much pay in here." He said, "I'll still I'll drive." So he drove down all the way from Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah. And um, not to be confused with that Indianapolis. Right, right. Those sorry, Appalaces. it was Minneapolis. Sorry, <laughs> one of and those Appalaches. He drove all the way. That's even crazier. That makes the story even crazier. He arrived at six p.m. and uh, we wanted to feed him and give yeah. him a drink, and he just wanted a piano. Yeah. And and he practiced backstage for an hour. Wow. And then it was time for him to go on. He went on, he did his show, mm. paid him peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> and he drove <laughs> Literally. all the, and he drove all the way home. Oh, that and, is one crazy musician. Well, no, it's dedicated he, to his he, craft. He, it he he wanted to show himself yeah. and I'm very honored. Yeah. He wanted to show to me. Yeah. Um he was fabulous, yeah. really, and I videoed him and and he gained a lot of fans just yeah. in that one performance. So off he went, and I, I didn't see him again. Yeah. And um, and then recently I did hear from him, and he said he's moving to Nashville. Can you get me some shows? A lot closer for those peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he told me about a new group that he's starting, uh, yeah. the British, the Great British Rock Group, yeah, uh, which is a cover band, and he's working on that, but he also wants some solo shows. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to get him in the last few weeks. So folks that are looking to get back in the groove to see some live music, because as Neil Young said so brilliantly, live music is best uh, or better. Where can they see him and what dates, Lucy? So uh, Saturday, April the 10th, 10th yeah. he's playing in Shenanigans. Okay. You know yep. it? Yep. Up in Dahlonega. Dahlonega, yeah. That's Saturday the That's 10th. That's a good uh, shenanigans for a St. Patrick's Day, but yes. he won't be there on St. Patrick's right. Day, but it's all right. Uh, and then Saturday, April 24th, he's at Mad Life, Mad Life. in Woodstock. Yep. And Saturday, May the 8th, he's at Mad Life again with the band. Band, yep. And we'll and post all this when we yes, put the show up. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and Friday, September the 17th, he's at Rootstock in uh, Woodstock. I love it. And then Saturday, September the 18th, is the Hiawasi Brew. Wow. Which is Hiawasi. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, I've got a date, Saturday, October the 23rd, Hamelot Farm, which oh, is okay. Alpharetta. Yeah, I so love it. So you got him busy. Yeah, yeah. And um, we love I it. can't wait to see yeah. him. And, and there's, there's fans driving down already from, let me think, Chicago. Wow. Can you imagine? That's crazy. They want um, to get down to the South. Why not? <laughs> they're coming down, <laughs> get to, down see to see him. Get down to see Jim, sure. You know, they know, they know who they like, and um, they can't and wait And for fans of Jim, mm. we are working on a show. I won't tell you the date yet, but yes. we're working on having uh, Jim right. come on Ride the Vibe. Mm-hmm. But we're going to, I think we should, that's a great segue mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, and uh, cue up a little Hurricane by Jim Stapley. You're doing fine And you 
see why fans of Jim Stapley's are coming down from Chicago and all over the place to hear him. That was a fantastic little teaser of the song Hurricane. And for those of you that didn't catch all those different dates where you can uh, find Jim playing in and around uh, the ATL area, go to Lucy Pillar ARN Facebook page. And uh, she lists all the artists that she's representing and where they're playing and gigging, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to talk about, uh, for those of you that may not know, what ARN is, we're going to talk about that. But uh, Lucy, talk about you were uh, born and raised in uh, London. Yeah, in East London, Bethnal Green. Talk about that, that experience. And I won't date, I won't say the date when you were born, because that would be very impolite <laughs> no, of the last I'm, DJ. I'm proud. I, I All was, right, well, then I'll let you say. I was bo- <laughs> born in 1953 yeah. in, in East London, yeah. um, where a lot of famous people came from. Yeah. Um, I even found out actually Andy Fraser of Free lived close by to me, oh and I gosh. never knew. Yeah. Uh, until he dropped me one day yeah. and said, "It's okay, I live next door somewhere." So, um, the late great. But yeah, yeah Bethnal player. Green, um, which is in the East, East London city of London. Yeah. Uh, the music scene back then was not rock and roll or. Um, my style of music in East yeah. London. Yeah. Um, so maybe at some of the pubs they had some good bands, but the music scene more was in um, Hampstead. Ah, Places, West London. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, where I started going in 1969. What was the dividing line? Just what was the, I mean, just the demarcation? Any um, particular reason or? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the students that that the, the shows at the colleges yeah. were based over that side or West End, mm-hmm. not so much East London. Mm-hmm. Um, East London, um, you know, you had more of the um, what were they called in the sixties? Oh, the mods, the mods, the mods and the rockers. Yeah. And yeah. There were, the, you know, I, I became a hippie in nineteen sixty nine. Love it. <laughs> and the hippies were more West, West London, End. okay, than. Yeah. In East London, yeah, put it like gotcha. that. So, yeah. uh, but there were occasional great festivals yeah. in the parks over there. I love it. Um, yeah, and I stayed there most of my life. And then and we're going to talk a little bit about your move to uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. But so you you had talk about your journey as a photographer because that really was a, 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 a put you on a path, right? That you you followed really to this yeah, day. I I used to go with my boyfriend named Paul, not okay. the Paul. <laughs> And um, I think it was at the BBC Studios that he said to me, 
why don't you take some pictures backstage? Yeah. I did have my camera yeah. and I did take some really shabby pictures. But you'd bet you'd had it as a young person? That was Oh, a- yeah. I, I actually had photography lessons at my youth club. Okay. So um, like a like a musician with an instrument, the, the camera was your, yes, your vehicle it, for yeah, your but creativity. But it was just a hobby. Yeah. Um, I Mind you, the more I think about it, yeah. I had classes three times a week. Well, that's a little bit more in a, in a dark room, yeah. printing my own photos. That's a passion. So, <laughs> it, but but it was a subject that, that the youth club offered us, right? right. And um, but it, it resonated with you. It, it called to you. It spoke to you. And that's where I. I'm sorry to to, to, to interrupt, but that's where I saw Jimi Hendrix. Oh that's gosh. where I saw Pink Floyd. Yeah. And um, it's like that was really the beginning. Yeah. And I must have been about fourteen. Mm. Uh, and and people had never seen music like that. Yeah. At, at that time, I didn't have my camera ah, because okay. I didn't know who Jimi Hendrix was. Right, like most and, people at the and, time. And nor did the seven other people in the right. room know who <laughs> yeah, Jimi Hendrix right, was. Right, right. So, you know, <laughs> and, and what's really lovely is that there's people out there who were with me and who remember. That show. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I have a girlfriend named Chris. Yeah. Who was at the show with you? Yeah, she was there in the with audience. Me. Seventy, yep. y'all, yep. and you yep. can say we saw Hendrix before and, anyone knew and who we Hendrix still, was. And, and when I go to London and yeah. take artists over there, she yeah. comes along. She's she's there with me. So I love it. Friends forever. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. That is too cool. What mm-hmm. a great story about Hendrix, too. I mm-hmm. love that to be able to say that you saw him. So, how much, if anything? Uh, was Annie Lieberwitz, Witz, I think is how you say it, as an influence, as a photographer, the famous Rolling Stone photographer? Um, or do you even no, know? No, you know, I wasn't... There's only one great photographer that I enjoyed seeing his work, and yeah. that was Carl Dunn. Ah, okay. And he's from Texas. Ah, interesting. A, a, a photographed musician? He, he's taken everybody. Okay. And he has a magnificent book called uh, This Is Rock and Roll. Oh, interesting. This is rock and roll. You, you'll probably still find it on eBay yeah. or, uh, but it is, and I'll show it to you. I'll bring it into the studio. Oh, it's a it. fabulous book. Yeah. If you name it, he's, he's in there. It. Every artist, every yeah. band. Elvis. But didn't work uh, for Rolling Stone. He was independent or did he do uh, He was freelance? an independent independent yeah. photographer. Yeah. And I met him through Paul Rogers. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because he takes a lot of, he did actually take a lot of bad company. Yeah. So I love shout it. out to Carl, Carl in Texas. Carl yeah. in Texas. And his last name is Sagan. Dunn, D-U-N-N. Carl Dunn. So be on the lookout for that book, y'all. Mm. If you want to see an amazing uh, rock and roll yeah, I guess so, history. Yeah, he taught me a lot. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Well, cool. Well, let, uh, if we could, we're going to segue to another artist that is a recent kind of, um, I don't know, find, if you will, or passion of yours. And that I can only say his first name, Batu. I'll let you say his Batu. last name. Yeah, Batu. We're just leaving it at that. He's out of Turkey. Right, and uh, this is a, he's with the band. The band is Heavy Sky. Oh, Heavy Sky. Um, this was his first rock band. Um, he's now a solo artist, but this is his first rock band. So we're going to play Batu playing with the band Heavy Sky, and we're going to play the song The Unbreakables. And again, you can find them uh, at Lucy Pillar, A-R-N, on Facebook. So, Wahid, if we could queue up.
on Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ. So that was uh, Batu. We'll talk about Batu and how uh, uh, Turkey. Right. Batu, I have no idea how I found him. <laughs> um, it must have been, I'm guessing, about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And I found his band, Heavy Sky. Yeah. They do sing in English and they're, they're, they're fabulous, fab, fabulous band. Yeah. He released an album with them. Um, it did very well. You know, rock music in Turkey is not that popular. Oh, interesting. But the people that do like rock, yeah, they find him. He, he, he is probably the number one rock singer in Turkey. What do they and, favor more, Lucy? Is it more of the Turkish style music? or You know, they're very modern in Turkey. They play everything. Yeah. From... Every everything they play, um, obviously, majority is in Turkish. Yeah. Um, so he's unique singing he is in English. He's very unique. Yes, definitely. Yeah. He, he speaks fluent English, mm. and um, as I say, I met him. I didn't meet him eight years ago. I, I found him online. Yeah. And I offered to start a fan club for him, which I did, and we stayed in touch all these years. And then mm. the band, they didn't break up. He just moved on. Right. And he went solo. He got signed by a label. Wow. That's a big deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. And in the last three years, he's exploded mm. in Turkey. Mm-mm-mm. Um, And I've just, I've been in touch with him the whole time, yeah. promoting him, his music. It is all, all in Turkish. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter to me. It no. sounds fabulous. Well, it's a universe, the quote unquote universal language music, right? I mean, whatever they're. And then has uh, he been to the states or not? <laughs> no, he hasn't been to the states. We tried to get him here, yeah, and it failed. Ah. Uh, they, you know, they they were very, they they just weren't ready to to let him come here, ah. and and uh, yeah, but and it's very expensive <laughs> for musicians to come. With yes, all the... yes, it is. But we we are going to get him here. Oh, we good. we both know it, it will be either this year or next. We're going to do it. We, it good. will happen. And I was really fortunate to go to Turkey the yeah. year before last, and uh, he was my guide. Oh my gosh! I stayed with his parents. Wow! And um, how cool is that? And obviously, you got to see him perform. Yeah, he performed yeah. and. It was like just meeting someone I've known forever. We we knew, we knew each other when we met each other. Yeah, that's a um, so we're we're constantly spirits, constantly in touch. Well, about too. We'd love to have you on ride the vibe. Yes, and, we can and, remote you in Source Connect. And there's there's a surprise coming as well. Oh. Uh, Simon Kirk was yeah. kind enough to record with him. Oh, and. And we're going to talk about that Simon Kirk guy, (laughs) (laughs) but not right this minute. (laughs) Simon, you have to be put on a timeout, hold on hold, Uh, even though that's a, (laughs) Simon probably doesn't get that too much, but we got to talk about Lucy. (laughs) So Lucy, how uh, then did you make the transition from East London all the way to Israel? What was the, what was, Um, what prompted that? And what was that experience mm -hmm. like in the seventies? Right. Um, I knew when I was 16 um, that I, I, I needed a change. Yeah. I was, you know, as I said, I was a hippie. Yeah. And, and I knew there was n- more for me out there than just being a hippie and music. <laughs> so I shipped myself out to Israel and lived on a farm for three years. Wow. Which is known as a kibbutz. Yeah. And you initiated that. Yeah, um, and your parents supportive of yes, it. Yes, you know there, there's many different organisations right. that will take a group over. Yeah, so there was a group with us. There was about um, twenty Brits, yeah. and there were twenty from Paris. Wow! And we all got moved over there, and you all live in a, a hut, yeah. and you work eight hours a day, and. And there was only one person with a record player with records. Oh my gosh! Which was me. Oh, you, oh, <laughs> so you were very popular. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. only because of your sparkling personality, but the record player. Oh had a, uh, yeah, I, I had two boxes of C, uh, LPs. Yeah, that you brought with you. Yeah, no and, small task, you millennials or uh, younger. 
Yeah, yeah. And, LBs, we're talking plastic, and, big. And my mother bought me a record player that had two speakers and you clip it all together so it's one box. Oh, my God. So I had one box and two boxes of LBs. Lord have mercy. It did make a huge difference in oh, Israel. Yeah, I um, couldn't be without music. I'm no so surprised anybody listened to Ryan A lot of the volunteers that are there are from all over the world. Sure. Um, lots of Americans, Canadians. Yeah. And they were introducing me to American music, and uh, I was introducing them to English music. Yeah. So they had some LPs with them as well? They have. Or you can get them in Israel oh, right, right, as right, well. Right, sure. American, yeah, Amer they, they bought some LPs. So give me, the t give me three of that big collection of LPs that you brought that were really, I, I mean, I can imagine where you're going okay, with this. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, um, Experience or uh, Live at... Well, that's right, Hendrix. Yeah, it's good yeah. I remember the one. It's 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 worn out completely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you it's still got have a it. million. Yes. Wow. I kept all my LPs. Yeah, that's you crazy. know the ones that are very important. Born, sure. Uh, obviously, I took all my free. Yeah, and we're going to talk about free. And I took um, let's see, free Jimi Hendrix. Well, I took so many, yeah, but, but those are, one that comes to mind is yeah. a British band called East of Eden okay. that you probably just don't know, but. No. Um, what resonated the most with that group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it those three or? It was those three. Yeah. I got introduced to the Doors out there. I didn't ah, know who the Doors yeah. were. And also um, the hippie <laughs> band with all the tie-dye. Oh, my God. You know, the oh, band? Grateful Dead. Exactly. Yes, okay. <laughs> I didn't know who Grateful Dead <laughs> yeah, was when yeah. I went there. Right, 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 right. And nor did I know much about Bob Dylan. Ah, and Leonard wow. Cohen. Yeah. So that's what was being fed into me. I love it. And so it was uh, a melting pot in more ways than one, culturally, but yeah. then musically. And musical music, music was the, you know, because it, it I mean, we say this and, and people kind of dismiss it as a cliche, but it is the one thing that connects us all. Oh, Whether yeah. you're in Turkey, you're yeah. in a kibbutz in Israel, yeah. in America, in East London, West London, yeah. East Roswell, West oh, yeah. Roswell, yeah. it's music. Yeah. It's and 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 for example, when I was in Turkey, yeah. sitting in the back of Batu's car, yeah. I had Cher, who is the bass player of his band, and um, Batu's driving, yeah. sitting there. You know, like in when they do that song and they're singing in yeah. the car, whatever it's called. Yeah. The two of them had free and bad company on, knowing all the words, yeah. and I'm sitting there going through Turkey, Istanbul, yeah. with all the Temples and yeah. the had to be surreal for you. It but. was surreal, and I videoed it. Oh I'm sitting God. there with a video, watching these two Turkish men know every, jamming out to every jamming word. Jamming out, I'm <laughs> tapping. And Probably playing. more so than people in the United States. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, you're going to take my job because you did a brilliant job segueing to the next song, talking about you videotaping. So this was videotaped by Mikkel. Uh, Anthony, I believe. Yeah. And this was at a Bad Company show. Right. <laughs> and uh, we're going to cue it up. It's Lucy in the Sky and then come back and talk about the significance of that song to the one Lucille Pillar. Lucy in the Sky performed by Bad Company. I've never performed this on stage live before, so this one goes out to, to Lucy, whose special day it is today. And uh, I know you'll recognize this song as soon as you hear it. I hope you love it the way that we do. It goes like this.
Todd the Bob, Michael Litton the Last DJ, having a great conversation with Lucy Pillar. That was, in case you all didn't pick up on that, that was Paul Rogers, the amazing Paul Rogers with Bad Company. And that song, if you didn't pick up the intro, they dedicated that song to Lucy Pillar for her birthday. So to pick up, uh, pick up from that, Lucy, and talk about that experience, um, where the show was. It, I, I can't, it was in Florida. I went with my daughter. Yeah. And and Michael and his wife. Michael uh, Anthony. Michael Anthony, yes. Yeah. Uh, Out of Philly. He's originally from Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And he lived here for a while and now he moved back to Philly. But while he was living here, he came with me to the show. And um, he's a great singer he's in his own right. He's a great singer. Yeah. Michael Anthony spelled M I K. E-A-L. Yeah, yeah. M-I-K, I think it yeah, is. exactly. Um, but again, you can find that on my Facebook. Yeah. And Mikel, we'd love to have you on Ride the Bar. Definitely. When you're ready. And so we went to the show. It was like any other show. Yes, it was my birthday. Obviously, I won't say the date. Yeah. But um, I, I had some backstage passes for yeah. them. Yeah. And we all went backstage and as normal, you get your photograph taken with the band. Yeah. And we stood there lined up and as I'm smiling to the camera, all of a sudden, Paul shouts out, happy birthday, Lucy. Yeah. And then the whole band and whoever was in my group started singing happy birthday to me. Oh my gosh. Which... I think some of them filmed. I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. A few photographs taken. I thought, oh my God, that was really over a the surprise. Top. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Paul Rogers singing and the band, right, Bear Company right, right, to me. It was right. a first and, and a magnificent experience. Yeah. Then we go to the show <laughs> and I'm in the audience <laughs> with the, with my friends. Yeah. We're watching it. Um, quite often I am at the front, but on this occasion I was with my friends. Yeah. So, um. He, I think, had said to me, why don't you go down the front, get some close-up shots? Yeah. And so I did. Right. And at that moment, he made that announcement that... Oh, my gosh. Um, and was that typically in their set list? It wouldn't, oh I wouldn't God, think Oh, God, never it, in a million yeah. years. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Number one, there's a set list. I right, mean, it's course. he goes on tour, he right, sings, right. He, he changes songs around. Yeah, right. But... He's not going to do a Beatles Beatles song out of the blue kind of thing. He's not one for singing happy birthday to anybody. Right, right. So for him to do it for me. Yeah, really special. And Lucy in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. It it was, you know, it was one of the highlights of my life. Now, don't tell me Lucy in the Sky was written about you. Because that'll just blow me totally away. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. That's no, another... no, but it was it was super. What an amazing story, though. And, and it talks I, about your. It speaks to your relationship with Bad uh, Company and, and Paul. And I'm I'm at the front of the stage, and I'm filming him as well. Yeah. But and he's looking out to me. Yeah. But he's looking out there when I'm down here. Yeah. Because it's so really hard to see from it the is stage with all the lights. Lights, right? And he said afterwards, he says, "I was looking for you. I couldn't see you anywhere." <laughs> And I said, well, I was right at the front filming you. Oh and uh, it was absolutely beautiful. I, yeah. I love so that. bless him. What a what a magical moment. And captured uh, in yes, a YouTube that... Well, Michael, he had been instructed by Paul's wife. Oh, yeah. Ah, and they all knew. Ah, the crowd knew about it. Oh, no way. It's me. I you were the, the only one I was that the didn't only, know. They kept a secret. Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh. All evening they knew about it. I love it. And they didn't let on. Wow. Yeah, so... That Thank too, you. That is too cool. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, talk about, you know, You married uh, Robert. I married Robert. And Robert was the um, muse behind All Right Now, as I understand the bio. Is that kind of right. sort of right? Well, the, the story is when I first moved to America, I wasn't allowed to work. Ah. You, you know, you, you have to wait three years right. to get a visa. Right, right. And... Um, he said, well, why don't you start a website? Yeah. And and this was in the days when website didn't exist. Right. No one had websites. Right. No one had computers. Right. But he's in computers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he set me up a computer and he said, well, what do you want to call the website? And I said, I think 
there was a German guy named, and I can't remember his name, but he used to call it Free Bad Company, Paul mm-hmm. Rogers. And uh, so I think it started off as Free Bad Company, Paul Rogers fan website in yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. And then Robert said, you know, you want a, a better Earl than that. Yeah. And and I said, well, what do you suggest? And he said, all right now. And I said, no, don't be so silly. <laughs> You know, it's too presumptuous. It's, too, it's like, it's yeah. how can you it, take? Well, you know, one of the top uh, songs ever. Uh, you ever. know, and, and then he said, "Well, why not?" Yeah, and um, so we took it. Yeah, and it's it's that's I don't know how many years ago now. Just don't know. So for those that don't haven't picked up on this, when mm. you go to Facebook and you're looking for Lucy Pillar A R N, now you know stands for. All right now. Yeah, if you go to uh, www.allrightnow.com, you've actually got links to many of the Facebook accounts, yeah. plus links to the original members' pages. Yeah. So you've got lots and lots of pages. Rich. In. It's, so for it's, a musicologist, you can oh, dive yeah. deep into the... Exactly, with one click, all right I now. I love it, I love it. Yeah. That's why Lucy is the website mastermind. But now we know the backstory that there was a dude behind Lucy Pillar from a technology <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> yeah, there was a dude. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, I want to uh, segue, if we could, back, kind of, well, segue, we'll kind of uh, circle back a little bit to Paul Rogers with uh, p- performing with the Four Tops. Uh, Loving You is Sweeter. If we could cue that up, Mr. Waheed Gomes. performing with the four tops. Lucy, talk a little bit about uh, why you select, because again, you picked these six songs that were significant to you. And uh, obviously your passion uh, for Paul Rogers as a singer and as a person. Well, right. I, I probably chose that one because it, it's uh, uh, it's not from one of the regular albums. Right. Um, and of course, the highlight for me with Paul Rogers is to see him perform either with other artists or see him perform at unusual events. Right, right. Um, that That's the most thrilling 
Yeah. You know, I have... Sort of my, out of his element, quote Yeah, it, and it also, it. I swear it pushes him. Yeah. You know, um, it was just amazing to go to an, another show where he, he went to a Disney ice skating ring in Florida and uh, the band performed there uh, while people were skating. Oh, my God. So that was like... Yeah. You know, you, you're enjoying ice skating and you've got Paul Rogers singing in the background. <laughs> um, and the best of your memory on this Four Tops, he was a guest. Uh, as far as I know, and so he, he was a he, guest on the show. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he knew the that they band were going to come him. out and join him. I don't wow. think so. Yeah. I didn't really get the inside scoop or maybe I... Yeah, did hear it, but I totally forgotten. With my, <laughs> well, we've all slept since at my then. age, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember everything, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's not surprising that Paul would say that. That you know, when performing with others, that it. I mean, I've heard Clapton in interviews say that when he's you know performing with the Derek Trucks, yeah, it elevates his level. Definitely, which I, I think anybody. It, because there's a little bit of a competitive edge. You sure. want to be your best, yeah, right. etc. Makes sense. Um, wow, I love that. And and of course the ultimate again is is maybe being with Queen, yeah, which is you know not what we were used to, yeah. And he he just blew the roof off, right? Um, and those are big shoes to <laughs> step into, absolutely, right? yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Well, I want to shift gears because we can do that on Ride the Vibe uh, to you, the significance of Fleetwood Mac, but Fleetwood Mac. With Peter Green, and a lot of people uh, may not be familiar with Fleetwood Mac, other than with Mick and Chrissy McVie and Stevie Nicks and John McVie, etc., and Lindsey Buckingham on, on guitar. But there are many individuals that would suggest that um, with Peter Green, that was the most bluesy uh, ge- uh, genre, or not genre, but bluesy version. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to queue up, if we could, Waheed Oh Well, which is uh, Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green. And this was a song written by Peter. shape I'm in. I can't sing. I ain't pretty and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answers that you want me to. God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'll be your guiding hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. Ride the by Michael Lil- <laughs> Michael, that's good cat head distillery vodka. <laughs> and they support live music, so we support them, which is a beautiful thing. And we want live music to come back, darn it all. So that was uh Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green, written by Peter Green. Those of you that are not familiar with Peter Green and Fleetwood Mac, um, with him playing with him, you want to check that out. 
Really uh, great bluesy stuff. And again, uh, band. Uh, and that did have uh, John McVie playing bass. And I, I wasn't familiar with who the drummer, I mean, drummer, obviously, Mick Fleetwood, but I wasn't uh, familiar with one of the other players on that. But talk about that selection, Lucy, and what why it was significant for you. Oh, well, I just remember a world playing it in my bedroom yeah. uh, in the late 60s. and That opening riff just killed. Oh, God, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and even to watch it on top of the pops back then, yeah. to actually watch him play it yeah. um, and sing it, uh, it was great. Uh, and I suppose, you know, it's even more important that his name is Peter Green. Right. And he came from Bethnal Green, mm. which is where I come from. Oh, my God. So there were a lot of musicians that came from my town. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know until they died. And mm. then you find out where they came from. And then so, you go, oh, gosh. Yeah. But I've, I, I've always known he came from Bethnal Green. Yeah. Which is fabulous. I love it. Yes. I love it. love it. Well, we have saved your favorite for last. Not favorite song, but I... I and maybe it's not fair to say your favorite because, you know, like with kids, none of them are your favorite. But this really set you on the path as a musicologist, as a photographer. And it was uh, when you first met Free. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that, but I want to uh, play this song, I'm a Mover. And uh, I believe this came off their first album, Tons of Sobs. Mm-hmm. So why? And that was uh, back in 1969 when you first heard that. Yeah, and I think it was released this month, um, 52 years ago. Wow. This month, something like that. Unbelievable. Mm. So we're going to, I'm a Mover by Free, and we're going to talk about that band and the influence on Lucy. of sobs talk about the influence that free had on you and the trajectory that they set you on lucy um yes it was back in 1969 um still at school yeah and i used to work in a a card store hallmark of all uh, things it was a hallmark card, card store and, yeah. and i was there saturdays and in my lunch break, I used to walk around the corner. It was in the West End of London. Yeah. And I would walk around the corner to a music store called One Stop Records. And One Stop Records had all over the windows, it was a two double store window. And it had tons of sobs, the album, yeah. plastered all over the window. Yeah. Nothing else. 
What a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ireland. So you look back know, now with your promoter I don't know if it, eyes. I don't know yeah. if it was Ireland that suggested that or yeah. the store, but it's like, whoa. And then and then they play the music sure. outside. I know, wasn't that beautiful? So I heard yeah. it and yeah. the cover of Tons of Sobs is so unique, so unusual. Yeah. Especially with Cossie's hair. Yeah. Looking like a lion. <laughs> that would be Paul Kossoff. Yeah. They're a and, brilliant guitar um, player. I had to go in yeah, and I went under the headphones and I spent my hour lunch. So wait, just pause there for a minute for those that may not be familiar. Back in the day, we could go in to a record store, put headphones on, and I mean, we didn't wipe them down or anything either, y'all. <laughs> we just put them on and we could listen to the, the music. The whole album I yeah, listened it's to. unbelievable. And I, of course, bought it. Yes. I almost remembered how much I paid. But anyway, it went in the bag <laughs> yeah. and it was so precious to me. Yeah. And I remember going back to the store. I was late for work. <laughs> and I remember, I can remember it. Yeah. I can remember hiding my LP in the bag in in like their stock room. Yeah. I you didn't it. want it so Yeah, yeah. I wanted it somewhere right. safe and because uh, it didn't fit in my little box. Yeah. And I just couldn't wait to go home. Yeah. So uh, that was, again. that's where I first heard them. That is so crazy. It just, it just, that was it for you. That, that just resonated yeah. above all others. And to, to this day, yeah. one of my methods of advertising is just blast it. <laughs> Ever since then, it's like, you know, stuff it down their throats. Tons of sobs everywhere. Yeah. Yes. And that's, uh, it's always been like that. I love it. And that, so for those that are not familiar with free, hopefully Rye the Vibe is uh, doing a little little education here with Lucy Pillar, the amazing Lucy Pillar, who I've suggested, you know, you've heard that cliche about, um, who is that guy? Kevin Bacon, you know, the seven degrees of separation. I've said uh, of Lucy that it's like maybe one or two degrees of separation from knowing every musician on the planet. That band made up of Paul Rogers, 18 years old, Paul Kossoff on guitar, who to me sounds a lot like a Jimi Hendrix, got some of the same kind of licks at 17, Andy Frazier on bass at 15 years old, and the one and only Simon Kirk at 18 on uh, on drums. And then uh, share, uh, share the story about meeting Free for the first time, because in reading the bio, it sounded a lot to me like the movie Almost Famous, <laughs> the way it happened. Right. So, so talk um, about that. It was, um, uh, yeah, I think at the BBC, um, or oh, it may have been at Romford. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot remember which one now, yeah, but no I was with my boyfriend, Paul, yeah. and he said, why don't you go backstage? Yeah. I think it was the BBC yeah. when I first met them. Um, we were all seated waiting for them to come on. The stage was empty. It was lit. There was no one on it. Yeah. And he said, just go through the, that door that yeah. says exit. Yeah. So off I went. And, you had and your camera? Of course, I had yeah, my camera. camera. Yeah, and I went back there, just walked in. Yeah, and there were like three or four doors, and so I just popped my head in one door, <laughs> nothing there. Popped my head in another door, nothing there. Yeah, and then I could hear some people in the next one, so I knocked. Yeah, and Andy Fraser came to the door, and he says, "Hi," and I said, Can "I take some photographs." He said, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, come in." So I went in, and the four of them were sitting there. Yeah. And they were just so sweet yeah. and unaffected, you know. Right, uh, right. They weren't famous yet. Yeah, right, um, right. And I took photographs and I said to them, it, it, you know, I'll show them to you tomorrow. And they said, well, where are you going to show them to us tomorrow? And I said, well, you're going to be performing at the whatever venue at so-and-so time. <laughs> And so Andy looks at Paul and says, she knows what we don't know, you know. So um, You knew about more about their gig, upcoming gig than they did. And that was back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, in the meantime, developed all the prints Yeah. so that by the time I saw them, I could show them. Delivered them. on your promise. Yeah, yeah. I was there the next day yeah. and I shared the pictures with them. Yeah. And that began our relationship. Yeah. And there's Where, a life lesson, though. Deliver on your promises, folks. If you say you're going to do something, do it. 
Oh yeah. Don't don't under pro- or don't over promise under deliver. But do they the they loved it. They yeah. loved seeing photographs of, of themselves would, and yeah. they knew I was no threat and they yeah. knew I didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Other than enjoy their music. I love so it. So they would eventually let me in at every show. You just before. became a raving fan. I was, you know, I was not a what what do they call the girls? Not a groupie. No, I was not <clears> a groupie. <throat> I knew many of the groupies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, they. They would actually come and grab me by the collar, pull me in in front of all the groupies so that they don't get in, but that I could get in. Because you had a special connection with them through yes, the photography. Yes, they knew who I was, yes, right. right. And um, so it. I accumulated quite a lot of photographs until Andy asked what I did with the photos yeah. that I collected. Yeah. I said, just keep them. And he yeah. said, I think you should you know, show Island Studios. So back then, I was all already showing my work to Island Studios. I love it. Why haven't you put out an album of photographs? Um, I told you no gotcha I questions. Ha- but I- <laughs> uh, well, I've done um, I have done a few books for myself. Yeah, and I have thought I, I actually have one. Yeah, I do have one printed. Yeah, but I have only one. Yeah, well, I think we need um, to. I think you need to rectify that. I can. I to can, memorialize but, all you know, that. You know, a lot of the photos now are out there. They're in books. Yeah. They're on but videos. Not in, not in one place. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably can. About. Okay. You know, the the time has just it. flown by. If there's a demand, if anybody I, the out there. The last DJ is saying it, and you guys on uh, Facebook, it, reach out to Lucy. You, you persuaded her, uh, a couple of y'all persuaded her to come on Ride the Vibe. So that was such a treat. <laughs> so we're right at the top of the hour. The time has just flown by. But let's segue all the way back to Jim Stapley. And just again, for the listeners, highlight maybe a couple of the shows that are coming up most uh, most uh, current or, or yeah, yeah, quickest. The, again, <laughs> um, the first one is April Saturday, April the 10th at Shenanigans, Shenanigans yeah. in Dahlonega, Georgia. Yeah. Then And these are all Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, April the 24th at Mad Life yeah. in Woodstock, Georgia. Yeah. Saturday, May the 8th, Mad Life with the band. Yeah, perfect. And then Friday the 17th, Woodstock. And then Saturday, September the 18th in Hiawassee Brew, yeah. which is Hiawassee. And the last one is in October 23rd at the... Pamelot Farm, which I is solo it. acoustic. And, that's and there may be some more added. Of course, because he's working with the amazing Lucy Pillar. <laughs> Just a fascinating conversation. So appreciated. Can't thank uh, Cathead Distilleries enough for providing the delicious whiskey and supporting live music. And uh, Lucy, it's just been a delight. And we'll look forward to seeing Jim when he comes into town. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank and we'll you. look forward to that uh, photo album that you're going to put out. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> we are out of here. Ride the vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Better late than never, here's my thanks to every place my song on the